Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. It's my weekly podcast where I speak to leading investment professionals. My name is Raik van Eckerk and my guest today is Sean Leroux. He is a fund manager at PSG and he has been one since 1999. So he has seen a lot and uh, he currently manages the PSG equity fund as well as the PSG flexible fund. Sean, thank you so much for joining me. We are in lockdown and you are at the office. Uh, what does that say? Apparently, it says I'm a, a part of the essential services. <laughs> but uh, currently, looking at the market, maybe I wish I was in lockdown on a desert island. So what are you looking at? We are seeing a lot of volatility. Uh, is, is that just noise or does it send a message? Look, we've we've gone into a very uncertain world and in in many respects we're in uncharted territory um if you and i had been having this conversation literally a few weeks ago it would have been very different um but i think what we need to acknowledge is that uh, we're seeing a, a very very pronounced uh, economic shock on the demand side globally and in south africa um the market's really struggling to price what that means uh, we don't know what the next few weeks and and months hold so everyone's grappling with with the same issues um, there's very heightened fear obviously at a uh, individual emotional level but also from an investment perspective and naturally one should expect opportunities to arise in in that environment but everyone's trying to to make sense of everything and you know the asset managers like ourselves are, are looking at our invest our investments and trying to assess whether they still good investments and and just really trying to be to be focused on what are going to be the best investments uh, in this kind of environment that is the the narrative uh, of course that is also the advantage of having an active fund manager or an active manager because you can do things are you actually actively doing things are you changing the portfolio to try and mitigate some risks well we have a very uh, disciplined process through which we we look at at all the stocks in the market our, our our 3m process that many clients will will be familiar with so what you shouldn't be expecting from us is is any kind of big philosophical departures uh, but we do believe it appropriate under the current circumstances when um if you look at what the weeks and months ahead uh, hold um there's a case to be made that in in the case of some companies there's going to be very large permanent impairments in value and in the case of other companies th- there won't be a permanent impairment of value but we've seen these massive drops in in share prices so what we would be doing is is in a very uh, disciplined fashion going through both the stocks we own and the stocks that we don't own and trying to make sure that our portfolios are appropriately positioned for the current set of circumstances and what that means is uh, we are tilting our funds towards companies which have an inherent resilience that the market is um is not thinking about at the moment but importantly that are priced priced for Armageddon and uh, we think the current environment is is uh, you know very very conducive to that but on the flip side is to be open to to companies where there is the potential for uh impairment of value where there is some vulnerability that the share price is is not compensating you for so on the margin uh we definitely shaping our our, our portfolios towards the stocks that we like that are are incredibly cheap and we think that the market is missing 
uh, missing the resilience that will come through in time. So you are actually buying in this market. Can you tell us which shares you are actually buying and, and where you see the value? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I won't, I won't talk too much about which, which shares we're buying, but I, I think when you see these, uh, these kind of share price declines, uh, there must be incredible opportunity within that. Um, we run a global process, so we're looking, we're looking globally. And what we're really looking for is we're looking for companies where the economic impact is on a through-the-cycle basis is likely to be a lot less than what the share price has, has told you in the last few weeks. So a good example would be a, an Anheuser-Busch, you know, the brewing company that's listed on the JSC. Um, we see no reason why the value of this company should be permanently impaired and if, I don't see no reason why the profits next year should not be in line with where they were last year um, and yet the market by virtue of back, both the fact that people would be drinking less beer this year and also by virtue of the fact that they do have some debt on the balance sheet which we think is actually incredibly well structured uh, the market would be panicking in a, in a stock like that so we see that as a great opportunity to buy high quality business at, a, at an exceptional price. Are you looking at the so-called SA Inc. stocks because we are probably going to enter a very protracted recessionary period, probably a deep recession. Are you looking at local stocks uh, in, in that context? Yeah, unfortunately, we, you know, we came into this, this COVID experience owning a, a lot of SA Inc. stocks and they, they've had a tough time, as you know. Um, as I suggest up front, uh, there will be vulnerabilities, but at the same time, just like uh, the, the, the example I used of Anheuser-Busch, they're going to be domestic companies uh, where the value won't be permanently impaired. Yes, earnings are going to take a big knock, uh, but we're going to be buying those companies at, at generational opportunities. So we're equally excited about uh, the opportunities on the domestic front, but at the same time, uh, there will be companies where, where debt levels will increase materially. And you know, when that happens, it, it can have the propensity to wipe out some of the value attributable to equity holders. So, so we have to walk carefully, but on behalf of our clients, we absolutely must be harnessing opportunities both abroad and locally. And you know, this is the kind of environment in which the, the next bull market is created. I, I can't help with you with, with when, and from what level, but I, I can tell you that there are exceptional opportunities out there. That's always the, the case when there is some turmoil in the market. But some of the fundamentals in South Africa is changing. We are seeing an aggressively lower interest rate environment. I don't know how sustainable that is. We're also seeing the Reserve Bank starting to enter the bond market to try and you know, inject some liquidity into the market. Do you think that will have a long-term impact? We think it should. I mean, there's a there's a there's a lot of noise at the moment, um, and what you're seeing is you're seeing an uh, an unprecedented uh, policy response policy response globally, uh, both from governments and central banks, and they've moved well beyond monetary policy into the realms of of fiscal intervention as well, and that is happening in South Africa as well. So, what? But the issue we've got locally is we came into this crisis. With, in a much more fragile position than, than, than certainly the developed markets, which makes it, makes it trickier here. But that said, uh, we think one does need to be cognizant of the fact that we do have a lot of room to, to cut interest rates. And we've seen 
we've seen last week's move already, and I think that that will just be the first of of, of more to come. If we look at just how steep uh, you know our bond curve is, and the Reserve Bank coming to the party uh, just to make sure that if the market's panicking from a liquidity perspective, uh, things don't come unhinged. Uh, it's an environment where there's there's a lot of fear, um, and if you look into some of the fundamentals, and as you you reference interest rates coming down, and uh, and I talk about the fact that our bond yields have spiked. Um, it's an environment where where prices are starting to reflect a a very very bad situation, and if if we move beyond the panic, I think we're gonna we're gonna almost certainly look back and say there was there was great opportunity within that. That is very interesting. Let's look to the US. They have their own problems at the moment, but they are throwing a lot of money at that at those problems. Uh, do you foresee the US being able to overcome the challenges the virus brings? Again, I, I think to make predictions here is, is 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 dangerous. But what we can observe is that there's a very very big hole that's uh, being uh, left by this massive retrenchment and demand from a, both a, a corporate and consumer perspective. And there the government seems to be prepared to to plug the hole by by spending. So I think one should expect as a consequence is, is that once uh, once we've seen the, the impact of the virus um, hit its peak, and remember the markets will typically uh, turn before then, um, what you'll see is your, your environment, which is set up for for significant reflation. Um, so we we would expect the policy inter- interventions to have to have a dramatic impact, um, and we also think that investors need to be really really cognizant of the impacts of a inflationary exercise of this or reflationary exercise of of this magnitude. And you know one of the questions we've we've often been asked is. You know the the value stocks have underperformed uh, for more than a decade now. Under what circumstance do t- do cheap stocks start outperforming expensive stocks? And uh, we would make an argument that in an environment where you're throwing a lot of money at your economic problems and a and a significant reflationary exercise is is underway, um, it's quite a fertile ground for stock pickers. It's quite a fertile ground for for value stocks, and it's something we should be we should be taking notice of. How have your clients responded? Have you seen outflows? Have you seen people who assume there would be opportunities coming into the market? How did your clients react? Do, do you know, Rake? I think everyone is so shell shocked. I think everyone over the last few weeks has, has been a bit of a, a, a rabbit in the headlights, and it's an incredibly difficult environment to, to be making decisions in terms of what to do uh, with your investment portfolio. Um, what so uh, there haven't been significant moves, but what really really worries us is when clients are sitting in in lockdown over the weeks ahead and start getting their statements on how their portfolios and it doesn't matter pretty much where you invested in March, um, and 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 often investors would have the tendency to to panic under those circumstances and that. That really, really troubles us um, because what we look at is, is when we look into the market, we've seen a very, very dramatic uh, drop in share prices. And we think if, if clients panic now and capitulate um, like a lot of them did towards the latter end of, of 2000 and 2008, it can have a very, very dramatic uh, negative implications for your, for your long-term investment return. So 
our strong advice is 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 to try and stay calm under these circumstances, uh, not to knee jerk in in any shape or form, and. As I suggested, the opportunities will arise, and and this kind of environment will sow the seeds for the next bull market. Yeah, but it's easy to say. Many people have their life savings entrusted to many fund managers, and you see a hell of a lot of capital erosion currently. Uh, it is natural to say, listen, why don't I just sit on the sideline? I can get a real return, even at the interest rates we are currently seeing. Uh, it is difficult to do. There's a lot of behavioral uh, psychology going on here. And that's exactly the case. So uh, all the empirical evidence shows you that if you behave on the back of, of some of those behavioral tra- behavioral traits, and if you do fall foul of, of your emotion, um, your investment returns suffer a, a, as a consequence. And, and, and our key point here is that we say, yes, uh, we're seeing some cases where where values in the stock market have been permanently impaired or will be permanently impaired. But if you look at the what the share prices have done, uh, we think it's almost certainly the case that in, in many, many cases, in fact, most cases, uh, share prices have, have overreacted. And if you are going to, to run to cash now and the market stages the recovery, uh, th- that capital that you've, you've permanently lost, you don't give yourself the chance of, of recovering that. So, yeah, our, our advice is, is stay calm. Our advice is uh, invest with trust uh, with fund managers you you, you trust, um, and we don't think you will serve by by knee jerk response in the current circumstances. Yeah, you only realise the loss when you sell. Um, we, we've on several of our shows over the last week or so, we've spoken to some senior economists, and many of them predict a very, very deep recession, a prolonged recession. Some even uh, have used the word depression. And and that will have a long, long long-term effect on the South African economy. Now, the stock market is not a barometer of uh, the economic uh, environment. But how do you think local stocks should perform in in, in an environment like that? Yeah, as... As you suggest, uh, the South African economy has come into this environment with with fragility, and that is something to be uh, significantly uh, concerned about. But you you referenced uh, some of the mitigating factors. I mean, the the fact that our, our currency can um, can give us some breathing space in terms of weakening. You also mentioned the fact that um, uh, interest rates have been cut sharply. All prices are extremely low. And it's also an environment in which some of those structural reforms might be able to be pushed through. So, yes, uh, it's going to be really, really tough going. Um, but I think it's a case of, of battening down the hatches, uh, being invested in, in the right places um, and being patient and, and, and good things will come. But uh, I'm not for one moment suggesting that the next, next few months aren't going to be uh, incredibly difficult for, for all of us. Uh, but for those of us that are looking into into asset prices and, and stock markets, um, the stock exchange is quite quite good at at pricing a lot of that. So I think we need we can't look at the economy or the months that lie ahead in the absence of looking at what's priced into individual securities. So if you are in the market, sit on your hands. Uh, what do you recommend if someone out there has some cash in the bank? Do you think you should enter the market at these levels? 
I, I certainly think you need, to, I think prices are, are low enough. Uh, sentiment is poor enough. And every time in history when you've had that combination, it's been a very good buying opportunity. It could feel uncomfortable for a while. Prices could de- decline further. Uh, but we think pe- people that are in the fortunate position to have cash, and a lot of our funds have been sitting with cash for exactly that reason. Uh, this is the kind of environment in which you think we think you need to be thinking about employing that cash. Sean, thank you so much for your time and good luck with uh, the rest of the lockdown. And uh, hopefully you're not at the office too often. Same there, Rake. Thank you very much. That is Sean Leroux. He's a fund manager at PSG and uh, he currently manages the PSG Equity Fund as well as the PSG Flexible Fund.